You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of Jaysfrenacouch.com, and I know it's been a little bit since you heard me say that. Um, just to give y'all a, a quick update, um, you know how two weeks ago I was on vacation and was still doing the shows? Well, then my vacation ended and a bunch of stuff uh, hit me at work all at once. So between that and, and some other projects, it was really freaking stressful. So I essentially took a vacation from the show for the week just to, you know, try and lighten the mental load on myself. Um, thankfully, it, it did do the trick. I was able to, to get a lot of things squared away. So now I can come back with a fresh mind and a fresh set of eyes to look at the World Series, I think, well, I know I was hoping for. I know there are plenty of people who feel differently, who wanted the the villain to make it to the end, only to be thrown away from the train tracks or, or whatever villains do. I'm, I'm trying to picture the Houston Astros as like this old-timey, mustache-twirling villain, I guess. Um... But yeah, in uh, in a delightful uh, performance that Tampa Bay did have me worried about, just just letting Houston think, oh, they're the they're the two thousand four Red Sox again. They're gonna overthrow Tampa Bay and use this to springboard to a World Series title. Nope, Randy Rosarena saw to the end of that very quickly. And for that, I thank you, Randy. You're officially the best Randy in the American League East and probably will be for a while. And yeah, that that's a scary thing that we're not going to think about in Blue Jays Nation right now. Um, we are just going to appreciate the fact that we have... A, the two best teams in the league this season meeting in the World Series, as it should be. I mean, there's... You you could not let Houston get in there as a sixth seed. That... Like, I know baseball is the biggest lottery out of the playoffs. I mean... You know, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. I, I think the NFL is a bigger lottery. In, in cases. I don't know. I guess it's a toss-up, but... Um... The, the two deepest teams, the two most complete teams through the season are meeting in the World Series. And I don't know how many people uh, were excited for this. I know ratings for sports are down basically across the board as more and more people detach from cable or have to disconnect their cable because they can't afford it, which is a whole other thing. But... 
officially Tampa Bay Houston is now the lowest rated American League Championship Series, uh, taking that title from Toronto. Um, yeah, uh, we apparently had the fortune of claiming that during the Royal Series in 2015. Uh, game 5, actually, the previously lowest watched LCS game before Game 2. So, thank you, Astros and Rays, for that. But... Um, this this episode is going to be more focused on looking ahead to the World Series. It uh, does start later today, as you're hearing this. I'm assuming you're hearing this on Tuesday. And it's, like I said, it's the two best teams in baseball. It's going to be a very highly skilled, highly technical World Series Um a lot of focus is going to be put on the two managers, Kevin Cash for Tampa and Dave Roberts for Los Angeles, two of the most analytically driven managers in the league and seeing just what they end up doing. Because, I mean, Dave Roberts, you can argue, uh, had his best game as a manager in Game 7 against Atlanta. Um, being able to hit the buttons he needed, um... Brian Snicker tried to force him to take Jock Peterson out. He did. He put in Kike Hernandez. Kike Hernandez homers to tie the game. That That's a move you have to make. That's the move you have to be able to be ready for. Um, you did have to use garbage person Julio Urias to get the win. But, you know, things can't be perfect all the time. So... Just, just looking at that first, it's it's going to be interesting to see how both these managers, um, you know, they now have experience trying to manage a, a seven-game sprint. They won't have to do it as much in this one because they, they are going to have the off days in the World Series. Thursday is an off day for the World Series, and then Monday is an off day for the World Series. So it will be a little closer to the standard series that we've seen in years past. And that's reflected in the opening day pitching matchup of the World Series. Clayton Kershaw's back is apparently fine. So he's going to go up against Tyler Glass now. And, you know, it it is going to likely be... Uh, that starting pitching that ends up determining how this World Series goes. And I'm I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is on that. But before I do, I'm going to put my mouth on a Built Bar because Built Bars are awesome. They are improved and even deliciouser than ever. So deliciouser, you make up words to express your appreciation for their flavors. Like coconut almond and banana bread and double chocolate and German chocolate and and peanut butter brownie which are all coated in 100% chocolate as are their new flavors like cookies and cream and apple almond crisp and carrot cake and just so many to choose from. They're soft, they're easy to chew, they melt in your mouth. They're great and great for you. 
because they range from like 110 to 180 calories. Five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs is the max you're going to get from that. And they're packed with protein. So they help you lose or maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat. So if you're doing like that keto diet thing, perfect. So right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. So that's that's pretty good. You can get a box with all the flavors in them. So enjoy that. Go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code Locked On, and get that 20% off deal to get some Built Bars on their way to you. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so I teed up the pitching matchup before I talked about Bilt Bars, because that's what I do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how um, Tampa Bay deals with Kershaw. Obviously, Blue Jays fans, we've seen how Tampa Bay deals with a left-handed ace in the postseason, and that's to just blast home runs off of him. And that's, you know, the versatility that Tampa Bay has to work with. It's how they've gotten here. They've been able to play matchups so efficiently that, you know, one night they'll wheel out a all-lefty lineup, and the next day they'll, they'll insert guys who have arguably been the biggest catalyst for this team going forward it's guys like Manuel Margot who suddenly found a power stroke to go with his outfield defense it's a guy like Mike Zunino finding a home run when he needs it the most and and that's not something he did very often and of course it's ALCS MVP Randy Rosarena he is the first rookie to win the MVP of ACS since Michael Waka did it for the Cardinals in 2013, and he is the first position player to actually pull that off. Um, there was a, another tweet from Sarah Langs at Slangs on Sports. There, Randy's already had seven home runs this postseason. Uh, that's already one off the record, and he still has an entire World Series to go. Um, Nelson Cruz, Carlos Beltran, and Barry Bonds each hit eight in a postseason. So, yeah, obviously, uh, I feel for you St. Louis Cardinal fans who now have the buyer's remorse for getting Matthew Liberator in that deal. Because um, Randy looks like, I said, as I said, he's going to be a thorn in the side of American League East teams for a while. Just the the bat speed he has. It's it's Vladdy-esque how many balls he can get to and how much power he can put behind those balls. And, you know, all credit to the Tampa Bay front office going out and finding those complementary pieces. I, I mentioned this on a previous episode. That's been the key to Tampa Bay's success. They go out and, and get these guys that are able to counterbalance perceived weaknesses on the teams. And when you combine that with the pitching staff they have, where they have so many guys who can just throw 97, 98, 99 at will, it's no surprise why they've been the best team in the American League this season. Now, 
again, you can you can look at Los Angeles in a similar way. They've been able to keep most of their team intact, but then they went out and got Mookie Betts, and Mookie Betts made huge plays offensively and defensively in that NLCS against Atlanta. And that that's going to be the thing. Can he go against um, a Rays pitching staff that knows him very well and has been almost unstoppable aside from, you know, um, giving giving up the home run ball, which has been an issue for that team that Los Angeles does have the ability to exploit a little better than Houston did. Maybe not as much as the Yankees, but the Yankees were also banged up all year. Um, you know, the Dodgers lineup is stacked. It has Mookie Betts. It has Cody Bellinger and Max Muncy and Justin Turner. And, you know, they they can platoon as well, getting Kike Hernandez and Jock Peterson in that DH slot. Having Will Smith, one of the best offensive catchers in the league, behind the plate. And it will be interesting to see if Kevin Cash has to adapt his strategy to try and get more out of his starting pitching, because I think that's going to be the key to this. Los Angeles has had problems because they've had the injuries bite their rotation, but having Clayton Kershaw good enough to go in game one, they probably won't be going with Walker Buehler in game two. I don't know how they're going to play that. It might end up being some sort of bullpen day for them where they use guys like Alex Wood and um, and Bruce Dark Gratterall and just try and piecemeal something because uh, the habit for Kevin Cash has been to pull Blake Snell early and he would be the game two starter. Um, then, again, probably Charlie Morton in game three. So it's a very imposing rotation that the Rays get to throw at the Dodgers. And, you know, I I don't like making picks because, I mean, all it takes is for, you know, Clayton Kershaw's back to go out again. And that changes the entire complexion of the series. You can't really adjust for injuries, but I don't know. I think... I think it's just going to be more heartbreak for the Dodgers. I'm sorry. I I just think Tampa's three-headed starting pitching monster combined with that bullpen that's, like, even the addition of Aaron Loop has not slowed that bullpen down. Like, when, when you can... And you can feasibly say Aaron Loop is an important part of your bullpen on a World Series caliber team. I mean, there's there's nothing really else you can you can do about that. So, I I think the Rays are gonna win the World Series. It it's Tampa time apparently in this crazy. I I don't even want to use the adjectives that I want to use for 2020, but y'all know y'all know what kind of a hot mess this year is. So. It, it seems fitting that the Lightning win the Cup um, and and they'll, they'll get the World Series as well. And after watching 
Tampa Bay dismantle Green Bay this week. They might get the Super Bowl too. It it just seems to be the stars aligning for Tampa Bay in all sports. Shame they don't have a basketball team. Orlando clearly did not get that vibe. But I just I think the starting pitching is going to be too much. The um, the Dodgers are going to have to hit it hard and hit it early and hope they can get enough long balls off of Tyler Glass now and Blake Snell to be able to force them out early and start making that bullpen work. Because that's really going to be the main way for them to, tr- to try and piece together a win. And they still have, you know, guys like Aaron Sleggers and Josh Fleming on the roster. Um... Who, who can still give them length out of the pen. Ryan Yarbrough, obviously we remember him. So, I don't know. I just, I, I see too many question marks in the Dodgers pitching staff to be able to, to confidently say they're going to be able to match up with the Rays. So, if I'm pushed, I'm going to say it's Rays in six. That's, that's just what I'm saying. I'm, I will say, after after restoring the karmic balance to the 2020 playoffs by dispatching the Yankees and the Astros in back-to-back series, I think the, the Rays have earned a title as a little treat. Although, again, I can't really begrudge the Dodgers for winning it either after they got, you know, jacked out of back-to-back titles by the cheating Astros and the relatively cheating Red Sox. But at the same time, Julio Urias is still on their roster. So that's my deciding factor for who I actually want to win. But seriously, I I, I can't look past the Rays, especially not with um, with some of the hitting Tampa Bay is getting right now. A Rosarena, it, he could tee off on Kershaw in game one and no one would blink an eye because it's totally in character for him right now. But I know I will be eagerly awaiting uh, game one tomorrow night. I'm sure y'all will be as well. Um, I'll probably be on Twitter talking about it. So if you want to have the conversation with me and, you know, just feel, feel, uh, feel like we're all in this watching it together, you can follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it does allow for communication amongst the masses. So, that's something. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode, even when I take impromptu vacations for the state of my mental health. But we'll be back for World Series week, and then after the World Series, we'll be more focused on the Blue Jays after that doing some recaps doing some reviews of player performances seeing where they need to go where the Blue Jays need to go there'll be a lot of offseason talk after the World Series but I want to focus on the baseball at hand because we're not going to be able to focus on baseball on this continent until deep into 2021 when hopefully we can actually go out and see the baseball games in person. So that's my hope. Feeling more hopeful now. So we'll see. Anyway, 
that'll be it. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jasonthecouch.com, I'm Angie Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.